Hello everyone, so today I would like to talk a little bit about COVID-19 and I know everybody's a little overwhelmed with COVID-19. I mean, we've been hearing about it for about two or three months, but I want to talk about a little bit of a different thing. I want to talk about food. Um, this is mainly a food ethnography type deal. Uh, this is my very first episode and I would... I'm just going to talk about me, Sarah, um, and how I've dealt with food in my whole life and now with COVID. Uh, And yeah, that's basically this episode. I might do some different episodes later on, but um, that's what this main episode is going to talk about, and I plan on doing different segments, Um, so stay tuned. Okay, so this is my first segment of my first episode, and I'm going to talk a little bit about my background and how it affects my eating habits, my food habits, and my social interaction. So I grew up in a little suburbia area just outside of Knoxville. I grew up in a southeastern household, very old-fashioned. I grew up in a Southern Baptist household. Um, I have my mom and dad have been married about 30 years. I have two older brothers, one 27, one 23, and I'm 21. And I have a very unique interaction with food. And let me tell you why. So, I'm very unique in my food consumption in that I know where my food comes from. I've seen it grow. I know where my source is. I didn't have a middle party, like a grocery store, for a lot of different things, like my beef. Basically, all of the beef I've ever had my whole life was actually raised by my grandfather on my mother's side. We've always bought about half a calf and we've gotten it in different cuts and in ground beef. And I kind of always thought this was normal, but as I grew up, I found out not all other people have this experience. They buy their ground beef from the grocery store. Another experience that I have is that I'm used to always having canned goods or frozen goods or jams and jellies or or pickled things. So I'm used to having foods that were grown in my backyard or in my grandparents' backyard um, that were canned or preserved in some sort of way. And when I got older and I started talking about these types of things, I found out a lot of my friends didn't have this experience. They've never had pickles that they pickled themselves. They've never had jams or jellies that they saw their mom and dad make. So 
I think this is something that's really unique to me. It means that I always had a reserve of food and I knew where this food came from. Another unique thing about me is that I always had an association of food with big groups of people. All my life, when big groups of people came together, whether it was a big family, which I certainly have a big family, or if it was a church family or individuals and members at a church getting together, there was always food. Everyone brought their own food item, like a potluck. Well, we always called them get-togethers. But this is also something that's really unique for me. There's a lot of other individuals who maybe grew up in a different area than the rest of their family, so they only saw them maybe once or twice a year. But for me, I get to see my family and get to eat with them several times a year, and I think that's something that's very unique and very much a blessing for me. Some things that are maybe a little more commonplace about me is that I'm a white, middle-class individual. So a lot of my experience with food, like processed foods or fast food, is similar to those groups. I have the privilege to be able to eat out if I want to. I have the money and I have the resources, while a lot of other people don't. And I think that's something that I should also talk about. Um, and I plan to talk about all these things and how it relates to COVID later on. Um, but first, I kind of want to go into my history with food, and that'll be in the next segment. Here is the next segment, this is the third segment, and it talks a little bit more about my own history of eating and my daily food habits and what I do on a regular basis, or what I have done on a regular basis, and what I grew up with. So when I was very young, my basic day during the school year, I would be woken up by my mom. She would fix me a little breakfast, whether it was Pop-Tarts or frozen waffles put into the toaster. Then if she fixed my lunch, I would take that. But most of the time I would have money given to me and I would pay um, for a school lunch. And then when I got home, I would have like a little snack. I always had a little snack, usually a little Debbie cake. And then finally, I would eat with my family, all of us at the table, and we'd have a home-cooked meal. This is something that I always grew up with. I, this is the basic pattern that I had for a very long time, um, although it has modified throughout the years. Um, originally, when I was younger, I actually was very picky, um, which is, I'm sure, very common for a lot of other younger people. 
people who are about five or six, they usually don't want to eat their vegetables, and I was no exception. Um, and I also was very picky about school lunches. So if I didn't like a school lunch, I would get it, but a lot of times I wouldn't eat it, which is kind of why I would always have a snack when I got home. But sometimes I just wanted something sweet. And then something that was also unique to my um, eating habits is that sometimes my dad would cook, which I don't think honestly happens for a lot of other people. A lot of other people, they're used to their mom fixing stuff. But I grew up where dinner was largely fixed by both of my parents. My dad has always kind of been in the process of making food. I also have a unique experience in that a lot of our foods were made up of foods that we had grown in our backyard or my pebble has grown in his backyard, which I talked about in my background. So a lot of these were just canned throughout the summer and so we had them for the rest of the year. We almost always have reserves that last throughout a year. If we have a bad garden year, a bad summer, whether it be a drought or even too much rain, a lot of times we end up running out of these resources and we do end up having to rely a little bit more on grocery food. But one thing that my family has always said is that homegrown stuff tastes a whole lot better than anything that you can find at the grocery store. Um, when I move on up into middle school, my eating habits kind of stay the same. Um, the only differences are that usually I wouldn't eat breakfast. And this was partially because my mom kind of stopped fixing me breakfast, but it was also because I was too lazy to fix breakfast. And because a lot of times I would wake up too late. Um, and this is actually a common theme. I'm very bad at waking up too late. It happens a lot. Um, it also, as I, I started making this habit in my daily life, I found that I didn't really want breakfast. I actually found that a lot of times, if I did eat breakfast, I'd feel kind of sick the rest of the day. So this is something that really affected my health and just me as a person. Later on in high school, I found myself largely changing how I ate and drank. I think this was partially because I started marching band and marching band takes up a lot of your time, your attention, and a lot of your physical strength. And for me being a very inactive person in middle school, this really made me be active. I had to be out in the sun because I don't know if you know much about marching band, but you usually do it in the, the late summer into fall is usually the season for marching band. And so it gets 
really hot in East Tennessee until about September sometimes. And so those three months, about two or three months, it's really hot and I end up losing a lot of weight actually throughout my high school years because of marching band. And it made me eat a lot more regularly than I did before. Before, a lot of times I would be okay if I didn't eat very much of my lunch. But now I had to, or else I could potentially pass out because of the heat. It also made me drink a lot more water, something that really did help my health as well. Then as I got older and moved on into college, my eating habits changed once again, except now they changed a lot. See, I was a commuter, I still am, and so a lot of my eating relies and revolves around me going to school and my schedule. So if I have time to eat, I get to eat. If I don't, then I don't. And that's honestly not a good eating habit, but that's mainly what my daily habits have become. I, if I had time in the morning, sometimes I would eat breakfast, but most of the time I wouldn't. In fact, most days I didn't even think about breakfast or even a breakfast bar. Lunch, I always had lunch if I could. And because in university, you usually don't have the same schedule every single day, it was an alternating schedule. So on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, you would have one schedule. Tuesdays and Thursdays, you'd have another. But depending on the types of classes, each day could change as well. So on some days, I might have about 11 to 12 block open, so I would eat. But if I was busy with classes all day, a lot of times I didn't get to eat until way in the afternoon. I don't recommend this, but sometimes it felt like I needed to prioritize my schoolwork and my classes over my health. And this kind of plays into how I am later on. What was also different about college is that a lot of our family dinners tended to decrease. We ended up having a lot more things that we had to do. My brothers had gotten older and by the time I was in college, they were either already in college as well or out. So they wanted to spend their free time somewhere else, which I can't blame them. When you're in your early 20s, you don't exactly want to hang out with your family. It's just part of growing up. So I started seeing less and less of my brothers and it was okay. I mean, they annoyed me. I'm not gonna lie. I love my brothers to death, but sometimes they can get on my nerves, which I'm sure a lot of other siblings can relate to. I also found that my eating was lower in quality as well. Instead of having those home-cooked meals, a lot of times I would opt 
for a very high fat, high calorie, but no, basically no nutritional health diet. I would go to fast food. It's basically what I'm saying. I would have something that was quick and easy on campus. It was a lot easier to just buy something because I had money from either work or from scholarship money than it was to fix my own food. It was so hard to think about fixing food while I was in school, and it still is. Sometimes it, it got to the point where if, say I had a night class and I came home, my parents a lot of times would have already ate and I would just be too tired or too lazy to fix my own food. So I decided to either pick something up or just eat something really quick, like a breakfast bar or something. This really changed my eating habits. I was clearly not healthy and I'm still not, I'm still trying to fix these habits. But because of school, these drastically changed. And with COVID and the quarantine, this is no different. With a big change in my life, my food changes as well. I found that I've often opted for the easier option because it was there. And this certainly doesn't change whenever the quarantine happens. Before the quarantine, I actually started getting a little bit better on my eating habits. I got into a routine. I started eating lunch at about the same time. I started eating with friends, which before I didn't really get to do that often. I also started eating by myself and enjoying my own self-time, which I didn't really get to do beforehand because of classes or because I just needed to eat and get to my next class. Another thing that happened right before COVID is that I started going to church a little bit more frequently, which meant I got meals were a lot more socialized or memory filled for me. So whenever I would go to church, I would go on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings and occasionally Sunday nights. So when you go on Wednesday night, I was like, yes, I get food afterwards. Obviously I was excited about church too because I'm a church girl through and through, but I was also excited about the food because I'm all about the food, clearly. And I also enjoyed the family time that I got. I got to listen to my mom and dad or my mama and papa talk about different things and just enjoy their company. This was especially 
special to me on Sundays. During the later portion of this semester, spring 2020, I actually started going to my memos after Sunday service to eat lunch. These are some really special times. I got to get to know my cousin who would sometimes join us a little bit better and my uncle would join us as well. And I also got to spend more time with my mama and papa. And I always enjoyed this. I always enjoyed getting to spend time with my family. And I really got to in increase the times that I got to see my family. Or as before, it was more of about 10 times a year. Now it was almost every single Sunday. But once COVID happened, this started to change. Another thing that started to change is my social interactions with my friends. Right before COVID, I actually had my birthday. And it was literally right before quarantine was enacted for the University of Tennessee. It was the day before spring break started. Friday the 13th, my birthday, my 21st birthday too. I was so excited, I had these plans made out, I had where we were gonna eat, what we were gonna do, and I had even planned out what I was gonna have for my first drink. But quarantine kinda made me anxious. COVID-19 made me anxious. I did still get to enjoy my last night out, which happened to be my birthday. I went to Cracker Barrel, I got salmon, I think, and I went to Build-A-Bear, I know, a little childish, and I got to go to a theater that had food uh, served to you. Unfortunately, we were a little late, so we didn't get to have food or drink. But later that night, I did get to have a milkshake. This was a fun night. I got to experience interaction with my friends. And a lot of it was actually centered around food. I went out to two different restaurants. And technically, if you wanted to count the theater as another restaurant, then it would make it three. That's how most of my social interactions were before COVID. That's how we could socialize with most of my friends, is eating. I have always socialized through eating because there's not really much else to do around here. If you do have any other options, it's usually something that involves having to pay money anyway. So these are kind of my interactions that I had before COVID, and even right before COVID, Friday the 13th. But when COVID did hit, some drastic changes happened. And that's what I'd like to go into in my next segment. Okay, so here is what happened during COVID, quarantine, and the mess that became my life. So, 
my eating habits drastically changed throughout COVID-19 and this whole quarantine. Right as it was starting to happen, my friends started getting a little anxious. We were going to meet up right before quarantine was officially in effect and go out to eat. And maybe even go do something fun like bowling. But we decided not to because everyone was getting very anxious. Everyone was very nervous. They didn't know what was going on. So we opted to stay inside to do a Netflix party or, or to Zoom. Although this cut out the eating part. We had to kind of schedule ourselves around what we were eating instead of doing it at the same time. It was also drastically changing me. I couldn't go out and see people, and I had gone out and seen people. Let me rephrase that. I had gone out into the public since about two years ago when I started my job. Before, during the summer, I did have a lot of time inside, but now I was gonna have a lot of time, time inside and it was indefinite. And I had schoolwork, which had always stressed me out. This changed my eating habits because my sleeping habits changed. Something I didn't realize is how much my sleeping schedule affected my eating schedule. And I bet people don't understand how much those two rely on each other. When I wake up, I don't immediately want to eat. Partially because I stopped eating breakfast when I was really young, but also because I'd rather do other stuff. I got to the point where I didn't really leave my room that often. Which meant I didn't eat a lot. You weren't supposed to eat in your room and I still don't eat in my room. Not that much anyway. And so gradually it turned to not eating breakfast to not eating breakfast or lunch. I would try and eat dinner and most of the times I did eat dinner. My mom and dad fixed stuff. They fixed stuff that they hadn't fixed in a long time. Because near the beginning of COVID, right before, we started eating a lot more fast food because our lives got really busy. But now we had time to fix things, time to fix baked goods and, and different really nice meals. Right before COVID, my brother also moved out. He was the eldest and he had just gotten his own house. The interesting thing though, and a good thing in my eyes, is that we started having Sunday dinners with the whole family. It ended up being all five of us at the dinner table at about either for lunch or for dinner. And it was a nice meal. It was a roast, or something of that nature. I still tried to eat. I still tried to drink. But it got very difficult 
with COVID-19. Mainly because, as I mentioned before, my sleeping schedule. When you stay inside and you don't really see the sunlight like you should, your days turn into nights. Your nights turn into days. I would stay up later and later, and I would sleep later and later. Eventually, it got to the point where I was sleeping throughout the day and only awake at night. This largely messed up my eating schedule because I wasn't eating at the same time as the rest of my family. It got really hard to eat, to drink. Lately, I've actually really struggled to eat and drink and it's really messed with my health. I've not felt the greatest. And I think this is one of those unintentional consequences of quarantine. When you don't feel like getting out of bed or you feel like you have no reason to get up. I mean, my only place right now was my room, my workplace, my personal space was my room. And when you lose that, personal space and that and that workspace of somewhere else it makes you just want to stay in bed and I'll admit I have struggled with this in general but it got really bad during COVID-19 and I'm sure that a lot of others had this struggle too if you live in a small house or if you live in a place that you haven't lived in for a while which I'm sure a lot of people who lived in dorms had to adjust to. A lot of times you don't have your own working space. You don't have a separate place from your bedroom to go to. It makes you just stay stuck. You're stuck in your room, which meant no going and getting food or no going and getting exercise. I'm saying a lot of people like me really tried at the beginning. I tried to get up and I tried to do stuff. I tried to stay positive. First couple of weeks, I actually baked a couple of things. I, I baked a, a new recipe that I had never tried before. And I tried to help out my parents whenever they cooked. But eventually it got to be the same. Everything got really stressful. I had work that I had to do. I had things that just kept on piling up and I didn't know how to deal with it. And I really hope that people relate to this and know that it's going to be okay. That all this change in diet and change in sleeping habits, they're not going to be permanent. I hope that I continue to try and make an effort and change my food habits. I know that they've kind of gone in the wrong direction, but that's okay. So that means I now know what direction I'm going, which direction I need to go in next. I'm hoping through COVID-19, I kind of learn how to readjust. And I think that's what a lot of other people are learning too. 
when you find out just how unorganized your eating habits can be, which I'm sure a lot of other people can relate to, you can figure out just how bad it can get if you keep it unorganized. But the negative always comes with the positive. Positive always comes with the negative. You can swing it around. Not that it's not hard, but I think we really can. I think that through COVID-19, it'll be a learning experience. I think it's a learning experience for me and for a lot of other people. Okay. Now that I've kind of covered some of the different things that have happened with COVID-19, I want to tell some stories in the next segment. Okay, so now I want to talk about some more positive things, which is the slight get-togethers that I got to have or eating opportunities that I got to have throughout COVID-19. I actually got to enjoy a a little get-together with a friend I hadn't seen in a long time. I hadn't seen her since like August or July. And we met, um, she picked me up, and we went and got donuts, of all things. And we talked over these donuts. It was honestly a great experience. Never thought that I could bond with someone over a dozen of donuts, but it really opened my eyes. I got to see this person again. I got to connect with her one more time, despite the circumstances. And the food kind of gave me that opportunity. I also got to see my best friend who I hadn't seen in a long, well, in about a month. And that was a great time too. We went through the drive-thru, got some Chick-fil-A, and later on went to Sonic to get some ice cream. We got to talk about different events that were happening in our life and it really showed me how important and how much I valued our relationship, our friendship. And if we hadn't have had food, we would have just been driving around. And don't make, don't get me wrong, that's always fun. But it also gave us some time to rest and to just enjoy each other's company. It's one thing COVID-19 didn't really change is that we still got to enjoy each other's company around food. Food allowed us to still connect, whether it was my family or my friends. Even with quarantine, I still got to see the people I needed to see. So this concludes some of my stories. Um, The next segment, I kind of want to talk about some different things that I saw, whether at the grocery store or at a restaurant. These are just some things that I noticed um, around me that weren't necessarily part of my daily life.
Hello everybody. Now I kind of want to talk about the grocery stores and the restaurants and different things that I saw out in public. Um, these are mainly my observations, but there are a couple that are from my family um, and just things that they've noticed. So when quarantine was first put into effect, a lot of people panicked. And in East Tennessee, panic is actually not uncommon. Uh, whenever it starts to snow and people think they're going to be shut in for a long time, a lot of times they hit the grocery stores and pick up a lot of items. Some of the items they pick are bread, canned items, and milk. These are seen as very essential and things that like, will sustain someone until they can finally go out again. I thought this was really funny because it seems that people see themselves as being able to survive on these things, although a lot of times it's not what they normally eat. Some of these things were missing whenever the quarantine started enacting, but some other interesting things were also going missing or out of stock. Now we all know about that toilet paper, but I want to focus specifically on food, like I've said. And some of the things that I've heard from my brother or from my mother, the things that I've seen, were that very sweet items were going missing. Things like soda or gummies or ice cream were some of the things that were going out of stock. And I found this really interesting. Like whenever I went out, there was literally only certain types of sodas when I remember going to the store a month ago and there being almost every single soda that you can think of in Walmart. I remember going to the ice cream aisle, the frozen aisle, and seeing all kinds of ice cream, any type, large, small, non-fat, even yogurt, all of that everywhere. And one time when me and my mom went, there was literally no gallons of ice cream. Just plain vanilla ice cream was all gone. And it was significantly more expensive to get one of the two carts, two quarts, or the pints. There were some other things that I noticed. I noticed that the grocery stores were often very empty whenever I went. A lot of times when I went, I went at night because I'm just more of a night person in general. And a lot of the people that were there, if there was anybody there, were very avoiding. Which, this is to be expected. No one wants to catch a virus, so. But I just, it felt really strange. I wasn't used to it. And then, another thing that I noticed is that fast food restaurants were still getting the same traffic. A lot of Fast food restaurants still had a lot of people in their lines. People weren't afraid to go to a fast food restaurant 
but it seemed like they were kind of afraid to go to a grocery store. Something that was also interesting, that was a little bit of an effect on our lives, is that grocery stores started closing a lot earlier. Before, we'd go on a Walmart run literally all times of the night. And because most of my family is very much a night family, we stay up very late, this was common. It was common for us to go to the store at 9 o'clock at night. But now, Walmart closes at 8.30. This includes that the pharmacy closes at 7.30. That meant that we couldn't get things whenever we wanted. It changed when we went to the store. Mom started having to go to the store as soon as she got off work, which was now the back room in our house. As soon as she got done, she had to go to the store. Because if she didn't go then, she couldn't go. This also changed a little bit of our eating habits because a lot of times, if we didn't have it, we couldn't just go get it. So, if we were planning on fixing something but didn't have an ingredient, it would have to wait for another day. These are some of the observations that I found, that I saw, um, that I made out in public. But it was really interesting that these changes occurred. In this next segment, I would like to talk a little bit more about a recap and like how I see our environment in food and how I kind of hope it changes. So over these little segments, I've talked a little bit about my different food habits, my resources, and just everything about food then and now. I want to kind of do a recap. So, as you know, I've got a lot of different experiences with food. I get food from places that a lot of other people don't. I get it from my family. I get it from the people around me, the environment around me. I don't get it from a grocery store for the most part. I've also found that I largely associate my social interactions with food. If there's no food, a lot of times I'm not socializing. Or if there's no food, there will be later. So if I can't socialize, my food, food and eating habits change drastically, as shown. And I think it's changed for a lot of other people too. People, when they're not allowed to go out, they feel like they can't do a lot of things they used to do. If they can't go out, then they don't get to eat what they like to eat. I thought it was really interesting that 
with the panic of not being able to go out, people also prioritized certain types of food. People saw sweets and sweet drinks as something that was important instead of things like fruits and vegetables. I think that says a lot about our culture and how a lot of times the middle class or the lower class buy the cheaper things which just happen to be the sweeter things or they prioritize things that make them feel good like or taste good instead of the things that may make them healthier. This has been a problem for the United States for a while, but I think COVID-19 really exasperates this. It shows us that maybe our food habits, not only what we eat, but how we eat, when we eat, are really affecting us and our health and how we feel about everything. I know there's a lot of different sites and social media websites and people posting about how they wanted to use COVID-19 as a way to change their eating habits, to eat better. And although this is one of my goals, it was honestly a lot harder. It was harder to eat and to do something when you kind of didn't want to do anything. It was harder to fix something nice or fix something good for you or eat at certain times when you didn't have anywhere to go. It felt like you didn't have a reason. At least that's how I felt. I'm sure a lot of other people have different experiences. Maybe it was a lot easier because they didn't have to go out and get fast food. The food was right there for them. And that makes sense. And it's different for everybody. But personally, I think it was a lot harder. It was harder to motivate myself. And I think some things that I noticed that I didn't notice before is how connected food is to not only my health, like everyone knows, but also my sleeping schedule and my socializing schedule. A lot of my eating depends on other people eating. A lot of my seeing other people depends on food because a lot of social activities center around food. A lot of my social interactions center on food. There's not much else to do around in my city, in my area, other than eat. I also found that like I mentioned before, that my sleeping schedule largely fixes, uh, my sleeping schedule largely changes my eating schedule. If I'm sleeping at different times, I'm eating at different times, which changes when I eat with other people. Something I never really thought about. Some other observations that I had was how big fast food is in our country. I found that a lot of fast food restaurants were still functioning and functioning well. They still found themselves 
having many customers through drive-through, even if they had this quarantine going on. People felt like there was enough distance because one person was in their car and one person was in the drive-through, it was still safe to go get that food. While a lot of other restaurants like Cracker Barrel or local restaurants that require you to sit down, there's usually not a takeout option. I feel like those largely suffered. I know I noticed that there was some places that I go to that didn't have a lot of customers. It looked so empty whenever I did go in, whenever I picked up something. So overall, I'd say that COVID-19 had some negative and positive effects on our food. I think some of the negative effects is that a lot of our eating habits were just exasperated. A lot of the bad things that I was doing just got worse. But I think some of the good things is that I realized just how important food is to me and how it brings together people in my life. Something I, I didn't really appreciate as much as I did before. This is my first little episode. I hope you enjoyed it and Thank you for listening to me talk about food for a very long time. <laughs>